Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. And today we're going to talk about everyone's most beloved Pixar movie, <laughs> A Bug's Life. Yay! Not, <laughs> yay! <laughs> not just A Bug's Life, though. We're going to talk about the thrilling attraction, It's Tough to Be a Bug, as well as the doomed fate of the land in California uh, Adventure. Hmm. What is it? Bugs Land? A Bugs Land? Yeah, a Bugs Land. A Bugs, a land. bugs land. No more. I like that you use the word thrilling because it could be both negative and positive, which I think <laughs> That's true. Most, most people <laughs> right. um, have strong opinions on whether or not they love or they hate, it's tough to be a bug. Yeah, I wish we could do like a flash poll right now. Like, okay, everybody raise your hand for people who did not like it's tough to be a bug. Right now, people I, are driving off the road because their hands are in yeah. there. Yes. I, yeah, I hope, yeah. Do it anyway. <laughs> 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 even if you're listening to this. But, okay, let's... Years look, ahead. But on the... Okay, so even on the panel. So let's, like, who, who in this group here did not like... It's tough to be a bug attraction. Cheryl votes. It was traumatizing <laughs> as a child, and I still, as a grown adult, am not a fond of it. Okay. Um, All right. Molly votes. I think it's the f- one of the funniest attractions at Disney World. Yeah. I love it. I am with you as well, Molly. Ashby votes, since we're talking in the third person all of a sudden. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, are you new? <laughs> right. um, Ashby votes. Loved it. And uh, it, it, it's just such a, like, it's like one of those things, I, I don't know if you guys ever experienced this, but, like, when I saw The Emperor's New Groove for the first time, I was blown away. I was like, this is such a funny movie and so much, like, it was just so much fun and nobody ever talked about it, at least, you know, yeah. in my circle. And then, it, I don't know, so it's like, it's tough to be a bug, it's kind of like that, where you, like, you find this, like, gem and you're like, oh my god, why is nobody telling me how great this is and why does not everybody love this? So, that's where I fit. I remember Agreed. loving the movie so much for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I thought they were so adorable. But then I think somewhere between I think the spiders or something and how dark it got in there and that darn <laughs> stinger. Like to this day as a grown adult knowing that it will not hurt me, I still have like flashbacks as a kid of feeling like I was being stabbed to death. I, I can see know. that. Sound yeah. dramatic. Yeah, it's really, wow. <laughs> Young Cheryl was quite the drama. <laughs> but I will tell you, those glasses, <laughs> I loved those glasses. <clears throat> a bug eyes, you oh, mean? So I'm so sorry. Oh, yes. And they are like the best, like, I mean, at the time they were like, it was probably like, this is the best idea. And then when they were like, wait, how much are they? <laughs> They're like, wait, I don't, I don't know about this, but like the best themed glasses ever. Actually, that's a a wonderful observation. I've never even thought about that. All all other three D glasses look very, very similar. There's maybe two other like models, right? Like the mm-hmm. thinner frames, like the vintage then, version. Yes, the very vintage version, and then like the flight of passage version, which is the a newer, little bit more intense. Yeah, yeah. well, even but, that's a like a different design because I think wasn't it like Star Tours had like the the newer version, like the thicker ones yeah. when they when they redid it. Oh, yeah. Because it was all HD or something like that. 
And then Flight of Passage had to get like a whole nother, uh, as they do, like something new and even more expensive than all the other glasses on property. It's, it's crazy. But yet, I still believe, even though those ones are probably more expensive, the Bugs Life ones, I I remember stealing them as a child. I don't know if oh. I should say that on this podcast. Oh, okay. Please don't come the, get me. The, you're going to get raided in this podcast like while we're talking. There was definitely a middle up. school field trip, and I kept my bug eyes. I apologize. Ugh, middle schoolers. They are the thieves. I'm going to put a $10 bill into an envelope and mail it to Disney. <laughs> I'm okay. sure, like, if you, if you, if we saw, like, the numbers of glasses <laughs> that were, like, lost, and I'm using air quotes here, hmm. th- that place has the highest number for sure. For sure. So they are, they are cute, and they look, to describe them, they're, like, circular, and they look like they have, like, little antennas coming around, out of them, they're, like, black frames. But when people put them on, they are also the most ridiculous looking oh, yeah. 3D glasses. Nobody looks... Because those antenna those. look like eyebrows, and then everyone looks like yes. Eugene Levy, like or Levy. Mm-hmm. Yes, they yes, yes. All look true. like they're in Shit's Creek. <laughs> yes. It's so true. Uh, it's so true. Uh, oh, and I want to. Here's my little PSA about any 3D glasses that you ever mm. wear in any theme park ever. As much as you want to wear them outside of whatever attraction you're in, because you think it looks cool. <laughs> like one shame on you for trying to steal a pair of glasses but second of all i okay i used to work in the optical field and here's a little known <laughs> little known fact dr ashby yes I'm, I'm stepping in here for a moment basically so what happens okay when you yes, put on break this down for yeah us. let what, me let me break this down what is a 3d glass so, so. L- l- for a second like when you put on a pair of sunglasses like normal sunglasses that have actual uv protection in them what happens is you put the sunglasses on, you go outside, your eyes are shaded, so therefore the pupils in your eyes don't close as much as if you were like indirect sunlight, right? So sunglasses, that's why people can see a little bit better because your pupils aren't like, you're not all squinty, the pupils aren't closed, they're, they're a little more open, but you're being protected from that extra sunlight that might be coming into your eyeball. Okay. Now... Let's take that same scenario and put a pair of 3D glasses on your eyes that do not have any UV protection. Zero. Zero. And (laughs) now you have this dark lens, your pupils opening up, but guess what? That sunlight that's now coming into your eyes is just 100% UV rays hitting the back of your eyeball. And And it can mess you up. So that's like... It's a big safety thing, and you have your eye health is so important. Okay. So, <laughs> again, why it's the most terrifying attraction on property? And, <laughs> and let me tell you how many people I had this conversation with outside of. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't tell people all that, but <laughs> it is. It, it was something that like it, it. It annoyed me that people were trying to steal them, but like more importantly, like you're gonna go blind if you wear these out in the sunlight too much. And also, you look ridiculous these are not <laughs> yeah. you look fashion like frames Levy and only he can pull that off that there's only one man yep only one although his son pulls it off pretty good too well yeah, yeah. absolutely but yeah. you gotta be I in agree. that family pool of genes and that's yes, the only yes. people who can <laughs> i want to send him my glasses from middle school and see what it looks like <laughs> Uh, okay, well, we just dove right into the glasses. Um, we're, 
That's okay. all. That's it. Okay. <laughs> have a great have a great evening, everyone. Thank Goodbye. you. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. <laughs> Add us on Instagram. That's right. So when we we're talk about we're, so clearly we're talking about all sorts of a bug's life attractions within Walt Disney World, and then so there's the big one. It's tough to be a bug, right? Yes. It's a 3D movie of fun times and terror. Mm-hmm. And the uh, mo- and I don't I don't want to like get off the subject of the eyes, but like no, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. About Eye eyes. health is so no, I'm just kidding. Um, so important. So <laughs> God, you know we don't talk about it enough either. I mean, especially for bugs. Look at how many eyes they have. Um, right. But no, where I was going with that was the movie itself, A Bug's Life. Like, I I agree with you. Like, another just fantastic movie so creative like living in the world of bugs and all the fun stuff that they made with that like just the imagination went crazy with all that stuff and i loved the 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 movie the humor the music Ugh, it's just great and the message of corporate greed you know just using the little guy right to get right Right. man that moment i mean spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie but like the moment when the ants stand up to the, the grasshoppers like Oh, it's just the best. It's just it's the best. It's the same feeling you get when you listen to Lizzo, honestly. You're just like, yes, yeah. I'm empowered. I'm yeah. sorry, what? Listen to what? 100% <laughs> that flick, am I right? <laughs> uh, Wait, just Lizzo, what? she's only like the most popular recording artist ever. Ashby, now. if you need to take a couple moments to <laughs> get off this recording I and go look up Lizzo, yeah, you but I'm just, I'm speaking for the... Je- you know the the group of listeners that also don't know. I mean, there's no, probably like one, no one. person. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, literally you. Thank you for representing. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so wait. So Lizzo is a a, a singer. Yes, yeah, she has a song, and she says, "If I'm gonna shine, everybody's shiny or something." And oh. it's just how you feel when you watch A Bug's Life. Yeah. Is she newer? Yes, Ashley. Okay. I don't, sorry, I don't listen to anything outside of the 70s, 80s, 90s, so I don't know new stuff. How old are you? Uh, physically, I'm 36, mentally 74. Okay. Like, I don't like this attraction and you love it. I know oh my God. you don't. We're a broad range of people who can represent covering, everyone. Covering everything. We're a oh real melting God. pot. This is great. Um, Anyways, the movie's great. That's all I want. <laughs> the movie's so good, and I um, had, I guess, what can only be described as a crush on Flick in the movie, oh. and that carried over into the attraction. It's tough to be a bug. Wait a second. You had mm-hmm. a crush on an animated ant? Oh, for sure. Well, I, yeah, that's wouldn't be the first time I had a crush on an, a strange animated character. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lumiere. <laughs> Lumiere. Well, that's right. I will not follow you into that darkness. He's a smooth talker. Yeah. Um, wow, that's a great question. Like, what's who's your animated crush? The Beast. Oh, really? He was actually one of my very first crushes. The Beast and George Washington. Is, well, okay, hold on. <laughs> George Washington. All around the same I have, time. I have a few follow-up questions here. Uh, first of all, Beast as in Beast form or Beast as in the human form that we don't really know his name beast okay great yeah and second of all george washington yeah are you speaking of the real george washington or is there an animated version of george washington that oh I'm missing? no i'm sorry yeah we were talking about animated crushes no yeah. 
the the man, the legend, but George Washington. Actual I mean, George Washington. At no okay. point are we ever going to see a true photo, so he's only ever been animated to our lifetime. So, you know. Uh, that's a good wow. point. Yeah. That's so a that's good true. point. That's really wow. You just stopped <laughs> stopped the room there. <laughs> Bring in the really thought provoking thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Such a good point. Cheryl, what about you? Do you have a crush that's animated? Well, so I wouldn't say a crush, but if I were to like my perfect man, like embodiment spirit wise, it was definitely Dodger from Oliver and Company. Like I remember Ooh, feeling yeah. like I want to find one of those to walk me around New York City. But, yeah. like, it's not uncommon. People, I loved Aladdin until I realized, mm. like, I, like, what, I didn't know the feeling that I was feeling until I got older, and I was like, oh, yeah, I had that for Aladdin. Okay, I got you. All right. Yeah. It was like, I love him, but I didn't know that at the time. You didn't know it until later when you're like, oh, that's what that feeling is. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people have a crush on Robin Hood, the fox. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Yes. I see that. Oh, oh yeah. that's so crazy. I didn't realize that. I, I feel yeah. like if there was a poll, he'd be the most studly Disney character. You know, For up sure. until before we got into, like, the Flynn Rider. I don't know. You know? Who knows? Oh, yeah. Right. No. But I, I second Molly's thoughts on Flick being a stud. Thank Although, you. I mean, that we talked butt. about it. <laughs> <laughs> that butt is great, but I never knew who voiced it, <laughs> and I feel the exact opposite about that actor. Oh, Dave Foley, come on. Oh, he's, no, he's got his charm. He's a decent-looking guy. Like, he's, he's not terrible. I'm not opposed to him, but would I want to, you know, make out with his face? The answer is a resounding <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I apologize. It's a no. If you don't know who he's he is, Google subscriber. him. You've yeah, seen Dave him Foley. in something. News radio is probably where most people saw him. Yeah, I know him or as kids the boss the of NSYNC singer Lance Basson on the line. <laughs> that's a really good one okay well Wait, we Ashby, got... do you have a cartoon crush um i think like if we're talking disney specifically like i think like i always go to bell yeah she's perfect beauty yeah. and the beast like she and it was always it like i like bell in her i don't know like the outfits but like when she's walking through the village you know yeah, yeah. with her blue dress and the white apron type get up yeah she reads. Like, she wants adventure. She's got a good face. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When she puts, when she gets into like the yellow dress, then I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> you hate a fancy lady. I'm like too fancy, too fancy. I just want a regular person, like not a dressed up princess. So. Oh gosh. Yep. That's my feeling. So nothing weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> not a dog or a. Well, I know. I was, just, I was just thinking, like, is there any of the like other creatures, or I don't. I might have to think about it. Uh, we can always like pin it and come back. Cause I have to look up Maid Marian. I'm just she's. Go- I, I mean, know. the whole Robin Hood movie. I feel like really covers everyone's types. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I that rooster it. narrator. He's cute. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh I that there's a gif of him just walking for the rest of his life and it is one of my favorites oodalali <laughs> oodalali <laughs> i and this is this is you you know typically a disney themed podcast but my i have a major crush on a non-disney animated man oh. do you guys remember dimitri from anastasia the bat oh. <laughs> <laughs> i 
that is a fair assumption because I've only talked about weird things so far. But no, the like main man oh, character. Oh yes, he had <laughs> not very... Kelsey Grammer's character. <laughs> he had like the hair, like the oh yeah, yeah. he yeah. had like the '90s boy hair, which I'm still into. I see. Yep. Yep. It's, oh, that's very like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I got gotcha. you. He was really great singing a song from Anastasia the other day and it was I was you know me? how like you forgot something and then all of a sudden it comes into your brain and you're like whoa this is everything I've been living for and forgot about <laughs> one day I'll find that song and and I'll re it'll be great and I'll be it's a real that's a this. wonderful soundtrack yes but back um, to a bug's life sorry oh thank you. that's what thank we're you. talking about no I'm just gonna say I've never seen Anastasia moving on do it Bartok you've got some is, homework yes. yeah I need to watch it now um, the one thing I do like about this movie, though, is it's kind of like six degrees of other Disney movies. So, like, mm. you have oh, yeah. actors Richard Kind, who plays, like, Hopper's dim-witted younger brother, who also is, what, Bing Bong and Oh, he, yeah, he's Out. been all over the place, yeah. Yeah, and then you have, obviously, John Ratzenberger, who plays the Flea, who's been in every mm-hmm. Pixar movie. Bonnie Hunt, who is the Black Widow Spider, who is also, what, the bossy doll from Toy Story. Yeah, but I will tell you my favorite on all of this is Gypsy, the moth. Oh yeah, voiced by Madeline Kahn, who is so oh so great. Everything. She's she so great. what's she in? I don't know that. Oh, have you seen oh, Clue? Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. like flames on the, the flames? side of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She talks about murdering her husband. It's all great. She's been in like a ton. Like if you go back to like Mel Brooks days. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's like Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, Madeline Kahn. I mean, she's a character actor who is phenomenal. Just so wonderful, amazing. And yeah. the fact that she is a Disney character, and I forgot that and refound that when we were researching this, I it couldn't go without being spoken of. And I think it, it's crazy because she died. Short. When did the movie release? Was it like ninety eight? Yeah, she died in ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. Which is crazy. Like, Ugh. yeah. Well, speaking of 1998. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's start our podcast. We <laughs> should. <laughs> we should. All right. So it's tough to be a bug. Opened as an opening day attraction with Disney's Animal Kingdom on April 22nd, 1998. Wow. Earth Day. It's Earth, Earth day, day for those of you who don't know. I don't know why you don't. Hey, I I worked there for like a year before I realized that it opened on Earth Day. So <laughs> there's probably some people that didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I'm gonna move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed. Not that Disney's that not the Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day, but that Earth. You don't know what Earth Day is. No, I know. Wait, I know what Earth Day is. Oh, okay. That's, I just that's didn't know that. Saying. I didn't know yeah. that Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day. Yeah, I think that's like a that's not, not something most people know. Yeah, but very, I mean, genius. Like, what a better so way smart. to start your park. Yeah. Wow, so, so they built this attraction pretty much before the movie came out. Oh, not pretty much, way before. <laughs> that wow. blew my mind. So It's Tough to Be a Bug is a 3D show. It's located in the Tree of Life, which is the icon for... Animal Kingdom, which is the big old tree, kind of spectacularly right in the like center of the park that attaches kind of to everything else. Some um, people refer to it as the oil rig. Oil <laughs> yes, rig. Correct. 
Yeah. Cool. Have, have you heard that before? Never. Yeah. So there was this like special on I don't even know what it was like TLC or Discover whatever, and they talked about the making of Animal Kingdom, and one of the things that they shared was how the tree they they made it with parts from an oil rig to frame it and then of course did all of the you know the other work around it but that's like people would come in i remember people would come into the park and they would say it out loud like oh look there's the tree it's a big oil rig i was like and i guess like i mean that's our fault for releasing that information you know to this like documentary about animal kingdom but yeah a lot of people would refer to it as the oil rig well i will now (laughs) Great. <laughs> Ruining the magic for everybody. <laughs> um, but it was for a, lo- a large portion of the development of the park. Um, they didn't really know what was going to go in there. It wasn't, it was kind of back and forth quite a bit. Um, and then Michael Eisner, who kind of surprisingly, we're a couple weeks into this podcast and we haven't mentioned Michael Eisner yet. That's kind of crazy, actually. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I would say. Most of the things that we've talked about, I don't think have direct. Like, I, I feel like we're still. Yeah, like this is probably the first time we've had something that he needed to be brought up. True. Yeah. No. True. Yeah. True. Um, but he basically, he. I mean, I think a legacy of Eisner in Disney was that he was super big into the idea of like synergy. Um, so making sure that upcoming movies were well promoted in parks and parks were well promoted on TV and kind of making sure everything worked together and was this whole like cohesive universe. Um, so he basically was like, hey, why don't we do something with um, a bug's life? Because it's a tree and it's bugs. And then everyone was like, oh, hey, great idea, actually. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was released um, before the movie, which is why... Um, and the story itself has nothing to do with the, the um, plot line of the movie. And it is a little confusing of like where it fits in the timeline because Hopper's, the, who the, is the villain, is still kind of scary and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Not also why the. scary. <laughs> right. Terrifying. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> but why. So Hopper and Flick are the only two characters from A Bug's Life who are in It's Tough to Be a Bug, the 3D movie. Um, no which other is so crazy. Representatives. So crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, which I actually, you know, this is considered. We spoke about this last week, but this is considered an IP attraction because it's linked to a movie. But it's not the story of a Bug's Life, which no. I appreciate. It kind of takes yeah. gets those characters you like and takes them into a different direction, similar to what like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor does, where it's yeah. like, oh, I, we know these guys, but we're doing something different. I kind of mm-hmm. like I like mm-hmm. those types of Disney attractions. Yeah, I think I think that was a great idea, and I didn't know until t- today was the day that I found out that it was seven months later that the movie came out. Like that's nuts that you would have something in the park that nobody knows anything about yet. That's such a cool, that's a cool thing right there. I think. Absolutely, especially finding that out in today's world where we ha- there was a American Idol attraction in between American Idol shows because it was so, like, almost jet-lagged, I guess. And then, like, Pandora was this huge success as a movie and then as a, as a theme park a- area, but that came out, like, 10 years after the original movie. Right, almost. right. So, yeah, yeah, is there... 
think that somebody had the forethought to put it in there like months before it even released is crazy, but also a huge gamble. It is a right? huge gamble. Yeah. And it's actually kind of kicking it back more to like Disneyland days where half of Fantasyland was very recently or unreleased movies. Yeah. Um, where it was just like, this is what we're doing now. Should we make a ride for it? Um, <laughs> or uh, the castle, basically. Um, so that's kind of a little vintage bit. Um, and in the scheme of things, A Bug's Life is one of the lesser known Pixar films, but I think beloved among those who... Yeah, it's just so good. Have good taste. <laughs> oh. Shots fired. No offense to everyone else out there. Well, if, you know, if you were smart as a child, don't feel bullied into liking this attraction. <laughs> no, no, no bullying, but um, go get your air conditioning go. elsewhere, please. <laughs> um, so, yes, it opened many months before the movie came out in theaters, um, and it's located inside the Tree of Life. And it's a little bit of one of those attractions where you could walk right by it and maybe um, not see the entrance. It's actually to the right as you come on to Discovery Island. There's usually a cast member out there um, and a little sign. Come see our show. (laughs) Always a walk-on unless it's like uh, New Year's Day or something. I don't think it's ever more than like 15 minutes. most of those 15 minutes are taken up by actually walking and winding all the way down. It's a very, very long queue because basically it's taking you almost all the way to the back side of the tree and then down into the tree. Um, I personally think it's it's a beautiful queue um, and I oh, enjoy yeah. kind of the, the way it, it gets you into the mood of um, the attraction. It has really good background music if you haven't taking time to experience background music on discovery island you need to it's very relaxing you know it's funny that cue is almost like ahead of its time because if you think yes. about how we have interactive cues now like that cue you'll always see people stopped yeah. and they're looking at the tree they're at the roots they're pointing out the animals and then they're like oh the lines moved crap and then they gotta <laughs> move on you know it's it, it was really well done it is, and the further you go down in towards the tree, the higher the walls become kind of around you. And mm-hmm. it's, um, I don't know if it's meant to, it's not like they're like, you're being shrunken down to the size of an ant, but it's kind of implied um, that by the time you get into the tree, you are you are small and the tree is giant. And it's, it's built in such a way that any vantage point of the tree, the tree of life that is now above you or kind of around you, it's a beautiful view, one, but it looks massive, way more, way larger than it is um, in mm-hmm. real life. And it's meant to kind of make you feel that way. And I don't think we mentioned this, but the Tree of Life is also made up of, I don't know the exact number, someone might, um, oh, of animal yeah. carvings into the tree. So, yes, this, that's definitely something that people are looking at. And there's guidebooks and guide maps of, like, can you find all these animals on the tree? It's actually really, it's really fun. Wasn't it like, I don't know why I have this number of like 200 in my head, but that might be. I was going to say a weirder number that's like 162, but that's right. way weirder. It's a lot, though. Oh, and okay. So if you look it up, like, obviously you're not going to find the real answer online because we never share that information. But it, it's a lot of people are saying they're being told over 300. Wow. That's insane. 
And there are, I remember there's like a, a little baby elephant in the queue, um, like mm. carved into the tree. That's a mm-hmm. really good one. Um, a lot yeah. of bugs. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just I guess when you think about like how far, because the roots extend out so far right um into the area that and there's animals all over those roots too so yeah i mean that number does actually sound pretty more realistic and I, you're also right about this queue being ahead of its time do you remember how um for uh what what kind of phrase am i looking for like we're gonna call it people management crowd control <laughs> is what i'm thinking of <laughs> people management you know pe- you know the yeah. old art of people management <laughs> but at like disney world it's a little bit more like herding herding sheep sometimes yeah, yeah um but typically one of the biggest bottlenecks at the front of an attraction is like hold on we need to park our strollers or we need to mm-hmm. um and it's kind of a little bit of an eyesore sometimes outside of attractions just rows and rows or maybe more chaotic just like piles of strollers at, at the entrance of an attraction oh, yeah, yeah um in this queue you know there's a cast member out front saying nope bring them in just you want to go go and then about um you know a minute or two into the walk there's another cast member that pulls your stroller kind of out of line for you and it is an extremely efficient way mm-hmm. um to get crowds kind of to continue moving so there's like a little bump out where people can unload if they need to unload other than that the kids just like usually just jump out it's it's great and then the cast members have a couple minutes then to line up the strollers for you at the exit so you're unaware that you're very near the exit at that point but you are and then when you get out of the show your shoulder's waiting for you it's um it was that was very advanced that was very very well thought out and i wonder because i because also um kilimanjaro safaris does the same thing with the strollers in the queue so i don't know like uh, maybe we can take a caller if you want to call in let us know uh like it was it an animal kingdom thing that started that because i don't I'm trying to think of other attractions at the other parks that take your stroller mid queue. No. And I can't think of any. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, so I wonder if maybe was it in the design of the park or you know was this just some smart person that was like, "Hey, why don't we do this instead?" And it it extended to those two attractions, you know, at Animal Kingdom. I don't know. Was, I think both of those, right? It was probably um Animal Kingdom is well well known as being or well kind of rep, uh, respected as being one of the most well-designed parks at disney or the one that like mm-hmm. the most forethought went into into things like um people management people <laughs> management um crowd control and flow <laughs> and just like mood and everything and yep, whether yep. or not it um works or not could probably be debated it's not everyone's favorite park but even you know things like bathrooms were way more themed in Animal Kingdom before they were themed in other parks, things like that. Just a lot of the details were really, really well thought mm-hmm. out. And it's because it was the last park to well, yeah, like built, the most you modern. You have all these yeah, experiences built. before that. And then also, too, which was kind of neat, was it was they built it right before FastPass started. So I know that a few of their locations, I think, already had – Basically, they, they'd been built with the idea that FastPass was coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they were, like, already prepped for it, and then it was just a matter of, okay, let's implement it when it goes live type of thing. I mean, I think I 
and I don't know this factually, but as soon as you said that, Everest, Everest cue is another wonderful cue where it's like mm-hmm. there's always something to look at or something yep. to do or something to read. Um, and that fast pass entrance seems so organic like it had been there forever it has its own version of the like yeti museum so yeah. it feels like yeah that was yep. probably um if it wasn't right away it was pretty soon thereafter mm-hmm. that that was implemented oh wait everest was a new attraction though they, so it definitely had it opened park, yeah like it several opened, years later it, i don't think it was too far after because when animal Maybe kingdom like opened six or so asia was already being exp- like that section that hadn't opened yet was already being worked on yeah. Because, like, if you look at a map from opening day, which I happen to look at today, you can <laughs> see, like, the dirt. They, they actually represented the section that hadn't been completed yet as, like, a little bit of a dirt trail. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So it was in the works. So, obviously, like, they knew this Fast Pass thing was coming. So what are you? What were you going to say about – wait, was there a Fast Pass relation to it's tough to be a bug, though? Um. So, yes. Like, I one <laughs> – I have a hard time with Fast Pass. Okay, with, let's get into it. Yeah, well, with, with shows specifically. Ah, right. Because Same. as a person who has worked in that environment, it is difficult. Um, and if you have seen, I don't. Do we want to get into like the lobby because that's yes. kind of I don't know. Yeah. So the lobby, um, which I love anyways, like just it's just this giant, but it's just this giant like dumping ground Cave. for people yeah. yeah uh so you like come in and then all of a sudden it's like just move as far forward as you can and it's just squishing all these people in there but the funny part is is that th- you have the, the your regular line what we call the standby line that comes in one way at the we'll call it the top of the cave and then down at the way bottom of the cave where you can't even see if you're standing at the top of the it's cave. It's like very dark down yeah. there. <laughs> There's another door. And guess what? That's where the fast pass queue was. And that's where it came in to a whole nother person. So if you have been to a Disney attraction and you've gone through the lines, you know that there's typically a spot where both lines meet, like a merge point. And there's usually a cast member there that kind of helps manage the flow of guests into you know the part that, that where you get to the ride basically well here for some reason i don't know why they designed it where you have standby coming in at the top of the cave fast pass coming in at the bottom of the cave and two different cast members having to manage that flow without being able to see each other hmm. and can only talk to each other through like a you know a phone of sorts um so as much as I'd love to say that everything was designed great at Animal <laughs> Kingdom, I don't know about that particular. They did a bad uh, job with people management there. People <laughs> man, yes. who was running people management? I at know, the time? I know. Um, I'm with you though. As far as fast pass for shows, always drive me a little bonkers. Um, less for a 3D show because it runs continuously. It's like a little bit more like an attraction yeah. ride attraction yeah, yeah. in that mm-hmm. way. Um, but like the idea to have get a fast pass for the beauty and the beast show is like well should you just go to it um and and a show for a fast pass or a fast pass for a show also has a limitation on it it's not you still have to get there 10 minutes before showtime or something right Mm -hmm. um and unless it's a extremely extremely busy time of year or a show that's very very popular um you should probably just go to the show like save your fast pass or something else um that drives me a little a little 
bonkers. I feel like show fast passes are just a dupe for people who don't go to theme parks often to like get them to go to yeah, the shows. That's true. That's true. So Maybe if you're listening to this and you've not been to a theme park, don't fast pass the shows. Just go to them. No. Just yes. go to them. Go 20 minutes early and just go to them. Um, or continue to get show fast passes, which leaves more fast passes for rides for me. <laughs> right. For me. Yes. For me. <laughs> yes. Oh. And, and Ashby, too. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fine. I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll go to the shows. I'll go to the shows. It's fine. Um, I forgot to bring up the talking about the queue in the lobby, the posters that they have. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Aren't they're so creative. So so here's the deal. So um in so the the premise of It's Tough to Be a Bug is you are going into the It's Tough to Be a Bug theater um and you are going to see a musical performance or like a show, a review show put on by bugs. Um so even in the outdoor queue they have posters that introduce the characters you're about to see the performers of the night. And then when you get into the lobby, this cave is supposed to be like the lobby of a um, opera house or, you know, a, a, a theater where you'd go see like a Broadway show. So it has um, pretty well-known musicals, posters lining the walls, but they all have like a bug spin on them. And they're hilarious. My, my Fair Ladybug. Mm-hmm. Little Shop of Hoppers. A Cockroach Line. Oh, Grass no. Menagerie. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And if you, if it's not too um, crowded in the cave lobby, um, you can also hear the songs that are playing on a loop. Oh, um, they're so good. Are pretty well-known musical songs, but um, this, but sounds like a bug is like buzzing them, like Beauty and the Bees, for example. It's a good. It's a good one. Uh, what is it? Good night, dung lovers. Great, another great one. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, have uh, it's the, full uh, of puns. What's the one? One from a chorus line. Oh like yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Buzz, 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 buzz. Right. It's not, it's all not just, exactly, but you know. I mean, pretty accurate though. <laughs> Tomorrow, I forgot about that from Annie. I wonder if this attraction is where I got my dislike for puns. Probably. But there's so many. But I remember them being very cute. Isn't that, is it like Auntie or something like that? Auntie. Auntie. Instead of of Annie. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's a cute one. Terminator Ant or something. Termite-ator. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, you're you're jumping ahead to the show. Yeah, you're getting into the story. Sorry. Spoilers. Um, Also in the lobby (laughs) is, this is a, one where if you notice it, I think everyone thinks it's funny. And if you don't notice it, well, you will next time. There is a giant, um, because you're supposed to be a bug, it's now as a giant pile of dung. Ew. <laughs> and I'm saying the word dung. I'm not sure if I'm saying that um, effectively. You could, ju- you could just say poop. Poo. Poo-poo. Poop. Um, and it's... It's referencing like a specific event. It was like this was the dung ball from Flick's return or something. I don't know. Um, we can look that up. Um, <laughs> but it's really funny because you're like, this is just a giant turd, and people, and it's just that's just funny. It's funny that they're like, this is um, like a revered item from a past show, basically. <laughs> um, this is also where you grab your bug eye 3D glasses right when you come in. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
I forgot to mention the gorilla. Um, oh my gosh! That's yes. like a huge, huge deal. Yeah, like right as you come in, right, right when you're about to make the last turn to go inside the cave, there's a gorilla that's popping out of the the wall, part so of the tree. A, it's a chimpanzee. Oh, chimpanzee! I'm sorry. Right. But it's big, so everyone thinks it's a gorilla. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> Seriously. We'll just cut, just it cut comes that part out. <laughs> so there's um, a, yeah, the chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a chimpanzee. And it's a very um, popular place to take photos, rightly so, because it's a giant chimpanzee head sticking out of a wall. Um, but for anybody who wants to take a photo, please step to the side. And let your fellow guests go by you. Your honorary bugs. Yes. So that that chimpanzee is actually um, David Greybeard, who was. Do you guys know like Jane? Any of the Jane Goodall stuff? No. I know of Jane Goodall, but that's it. So she worked. She was like fam- has pretty famous for her work with chimpanzee. She like lived among mm-hmm. them for a long time, and one of the um, chimpanzees she formed like a. A bond with was named David Greybeard, so it's like flash, this chimpanzee is fashioned after him. Um, and the reason it exists where it exists is Jane Goodall was very involved in the development of Animal Kingdom. She was like brought in as a consultant on a lot mm-hmm. of um, things. And when she was given, um, as the park was being completed, she was given a tour um, of the Tree of Life, and she was very impressed. But then she kind of pulled the Imagineers to the side and was like. Hey, where are the chimpanzees? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Oh Whoops. shoot!" <laughs> so um, to make up for that, they put um, David Greybeard, David Greybeard, and made it kind of in a in a spot that was accessible and that was going to be in you know hundreds and thousands of of photos. So it was um, it's probably the most photographed animal on the Tree of Life, I would say, if yeah, from like a zoomed in perspective Mm -hmm. um also you'll notice that because people are funny um his nose is all worn out because people take pictures of them picking his nose (laughs) oh you're not supposed to do that i'm going to go do that (laughs) (laughs) that is your instagram pick that you have to take right right yeah it's gross amazing um but yeah it's then you're in in the lobby. Oh right, yeah. So getting the glasses, and then there was like there's like a little fun um, themed thing, right? Because like there's a reason why you have to have these glasses. Why? Oh right. Is it? Sorry. W- <laughs> this is a quiz. I don't know. I don't know why I was like asking <laughs> the question. Yes, I don't know. This, uh, <laughs> we don't know. Oh oh, let me tell you then. Oh, you don't. No, okay, so basically it comes down to, like, you need these glasses because bugs are so tiny, and you need to be able to put them on, and then magically you'll be able to see these bugs like you're the same size of the bugs. Oh, right, which kind of explains that very, very first scene. Right, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you never really spend more than, like, let's call it, seven minutes in the lobby that's very specific yeah um (laughs) i've been to this ride attraction (laughs) at least a thousand times oh okay Okay. because of my crush um (laughs) and so the doors 
open. And here's just another Disney tidbit for those of you who um, don't go to theme parks often or maybe have never noticed this, but when you're ever in like a holding area or a lobby or a waiting area for a Disney attraction or any theme park attraction, honestly, those doors, they will be opening towards you. So just be aware of that. Yeah, Yeah, look for like a marking on the floor. Like if you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe this door does open towards me or not. Like look down and there's typically something that will say or show you like, don't go past this line because you're going to be hit by a door. Mm -hmm. Unless that's your thing. Well, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. And and keep hold of your little ones because they're going to get slammed behind the door as well. But this is a safety thing, right? Disney's very concerned about your safety and getting hit by a light door will do much less damage than falling through a door opening in the other direction. That is true. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Be a good guest. Be a good guest. Be a good one. This is a new... uh, um, segment category in the podcast yeah how to be a good guest today oh why have we not been doing this from the start kind of happened oh this is good yeah we we just didn't label it this way i like it i like it a lot how to be a good guest first of all don't steal the bug eyes baby cheryl so sorry oh i'll bring them back when i find them they'll be like we don't want these like these are disgusting (laughs) they definitely are the same model though i don't think they've changed those through the years no. You should just whip them out of your purse and watch the show. Should, it's like, you know, in Florida, they will give you a new pair of 3D glasses no matter when you go to the movie theater. But when I was what? in... Yes. But when I was in Amsterdam, they made me purchase new ones. They're like, you didn't bring your own 3D glasses. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I will I just that. be that resourceful girl who just is like, no, no, I got my own. Thank you. <laughs> okay, silly question though. Are the three D glasses? Um, it's as dumb as it's coming out of my mouth. Are the three D glasses <laughs> used in a theme park the same as three D glasses used in a movie? Theme? I don't know. I feel like there, oh, thank God. Yes, there and are no? different. Yeah, there's like different. Like even just like if you think about our rides or our our, our attractions that have three D technology, there's different types of three D. Because like you definitely couldn't wear. A bug's life, or I mean, it's tough to be a bug, or like, um, uh, I don't, it's not, what's the one? Oh my god, Philhar Magic, yeah, like Philhar Magic, those you could probably swap, but if you're going on like a Star Tours or a Flight of Passage, or you know, something that is has been made a little newer or maybe uses different technology, then it's not going to work. I wish I knew like the actual technical <laughs> reason behind it, but I know that there's just different types of 3d technology that's used oh like you, if didn't, th- you didn't learn that in your optical life <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry i feel like i'm being kind of mean tonight <laughs> no that's great it's i love it sorry yeah. i'm really sorry the best so um Anyways. <laughs> well, I know, I think I remember in this, I, I wasn't sure if this was just pure marketing or what, but when Avatar was in theaters, like the movie, and mm-hmm. a decade ago, they were very specific about like, no, you need these 3D glasses in order to enjoy it. So I oh, just yeah, assumed that's right. yeah. um, even just 3D films like that are released in theaters, maybe they're just filmed differently but i don't know i have no idea well and then there was also like there was that big change that happened where 
if you remember, like, 3D typically used to be the thing that was like, it's going to make things pop out at you, right? Uh, right. Versus at some point we made that switch, and maybe it was with Avatar, where it became about creating depth yes. in the screen to go backwards. Yes. that so, It was Avatar, for sure. Yeah, it was like yeah. you are surrounded by this movie as opposed to just, like... Yeah, stuff coming. Here comes Fozzie with his pie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I prefer that kind I myself. That but Yeah, me too. Put that on the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jotting it down. Um, so the doors will open again. Reminder, they will open towards you. And then everyone can go into the main theater. Um, and let me just say, you're usually you're kind of hustling and um, trying to get through to your seat pretty quickly but if you ever have the opportunity to look around that theater room i encourage you to do so it is Mm -hmm. so beautiful especially if you look up the the lighting in the room is so pretty and you're basically like looking up into the main trunk of the tree of life and it's it's beautiful i would i definitely encourage looking around that theater and it's um carved so it looks like the inside of a tree as well it almost looks like like petrified wood like you're deep down in the in the roots the guts of the tree so mm-hmm. it's really pretty maybe during the main like the beginning part where flick's talking to you look around the theater and stuff right it's almost like it's very reminiscent of like when you go to a theater especially like an older style theater like there was just something about when you walk in and it's beautiful like it take you kind of like look around and you look at the architecture and maybe how big the ceiling is or the mm-hmm. artwork. It's very, like, it's, when they made it, I'm sure that that's what they were thinking. Like, let's make this feel like you're actually walking into a theater yeah, for like bugs. Yeah, like it's actually pretty. Yeah, like they, yeah. like bug architects were like, yeah. we are investing money and effort right, right. into this. Um, yeah, it's really quite nice. Um, and then, yeah, we, this is just a main tidbit um a guess how to be a good guest segment again (laughs) when it comes to 3d movies um there truly is not a bad seat in the house you should follow your cast member instructions and move as far along down the bench as you can in most cases unless it's not a full show and then you can stop halfway but seriously it's a 3d show you're not going to miss anything by being Mm -hmm. on the end or in the back or in the front or anything it it will create unnecessary friction with your fellow guests if you stop in the middle and they have to climb over you or the cast member working has to like yell across a room like hey excuse me keep going all the way down like just make it it, there's no reason there really is no reason to to sit in the very center like i could defend a guest being kind of stubborn about where they want to sit in the beauty and the beast show because you got to get a good view um, but again, when it comes to 3D, it's the effect will literally be in your face. So it does not <laughs> <Right>. matter. <laughs> it does not matter. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, pretty quickly, as soon as you're you're seated, just as soon as you're seated, the show pretty much begins. I love. Um, there's so many things I love about the show itself. Um, it, just even just a flick, like. Yeah, his his little head popping out of the ceiling and and talking to everybody like, just a cool. I don't know. It's just like there's all these little fun elements that make it immersive. You know, it's not just you're not just watching a 3D movie. There's actually characters that are coming out of different 
<laughs> holes in the wall yeah um at different times of the show and so like flick kind of starts that off when he pops out with his little eyeballs um yeah. looking down at you which is one of my <laughs> that's one of my fun memories of flick is he like in his in the eyes there's a I can't remember if it's like hydraulic fluid or something, but there's a fluid in there that make, I mean, because they look so real, the way that they kind of bounce around, you know, when he's talking. But I remember there was a moment that something went wrong with Flick's eye. Oh, no. And I don't know if like the liquid had come out or something. But he had like, like they were basically like these cross eyes. (laughs) And he just pops out. And he's still, of course, giving his normal little shtick before the thing starts. But his eyes were like (laughs) so crossed. And it... It was That's just hilar- terrifying. Yeah, it was hilarious to look at, and of course, like we had to fix it right away. But like, just a a fun moment with Flick. He's also so cute because he's coming like upside down from the theater, and he's kind of just like the character of Flick is so like bumbly and awkward. He's just like, mm-hmm. oh hey, uh, I'm yeah. here, and welcome to the show. It's like it's tough right. to be a bug, and we're gonna tell you how why it's tough to be a bug. You should be nice to us. Well, here we go. Um, Wow, that was a great impression. It's terrible. Sounded just Um, like him. It's (laughs) terrible. Thank you. Um, But this is where you said earlier, Ashby, like the or Cheryl, that the that the glasses allow you to see bugs. So then he tells you to put your glasses on, and when you're prompted to do so, you notice that the curtain that you're looking at on the main theater is actually just made of butterflies, and they kind of wiggle and you can tell that they're butterflies and it's really great it's a really good moment Mm -hmm. and then the show starts and all the butterflies kind of fly away and then i guess flick the basically the show is flick is your um mc he's your host and he introduces a couple of different acts and the point of this bug presentation is to show humans or as we're known in the attraction as honorary bugs um it's meant to convince us that it's hard to be a bug and we should show a little bit more respect for our bug friends mm-hmm. um does anyone have a favorite performer oh let's see i mean okay let's well, well let me go through them real quick so we have chili the tarantula that comes out yeah and he, do, he does a little demonstration with his like slinging whatever his little things are what what is he flinging i can't remember it's like his um, little little he they're flinging so they're flinging like acorns or nuts or something and then he's trying to hit them all with his quills like that's that's right that's what it was yeah mm-hmm. yeah so he does that which is great and then you have the termitator which is a termite that like comes out to i don't know why basically show like wait did he have a wait, did he have an actor did he come out because things got ugly i can't remember so he has an act but he comes out prematurely because he's like oh no i detect invaders that's right because then there's that baby cry that usually triggers about half the audience more babies to start crying yeah Yeah. um and then you have the dung beetles that do like the whole little like almost like a circus act with poop with poop (laughs) that's my favorite And then I have Weevil Knievel here, but I can't remember what Weevil did. So he's the, like, kind of villain of the show. Villain is an exaggeration, but he, he kind of messes everything up. Oh, that's right, because the stink bug came out. Well, because, like, even even Chili, like, he... The reason Chili's throwing darts at the crowd that you feel, right? Because that's a 3D yep. movie. 
is because the one guy like stole the or the, like the, runs the, into the yeah, bag yeah, of yeah. acorns or whatever. He just causes a yeah. real big ruckus. That's right. He was the guy that creates all these issues. That's He's right. my least favorite right. part of the show because like, oh, yeah. why can't we just mess have, it all up? Why can't it just work? Right. Yep. Messed it all up. So we before we get to kind of the scariest part of the show, which is coming up in the next scene, um, Cheryl, you are you have said you're not a huge fan of this show. Uh, at, so through all these like initial musical or, or kind of like um, talent acts, are you you don't like the attraction during that part? I, or is that enjoyable? I think it is that I am not a fun person, and it is hard for me oh, to separate. Wow. No, no. It's know, hard. Don't talk about Cheryl that way. <laughs> no, but it's hard for me to separate real, like, realism and, like, dive into this world where I'm in, surrounded by bugs. And, and I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like I'm in my own home. It's for the same reason I don't enjoy Ratatouille and why Toy Story 3 was not fun for me. Because they go into an incinerator and then I'm supposed to just enjoy these toys afterwards. So, like, being shrunken down to a size the size of a bug scared me. And then they stab you in the back towards the end. Well, were you intimidated in, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience? Is it that sort of, like... Enclosure yeah. moment, or is it you are having a weird time with bugs? I think it was the bugs thing, because mm. I didn't even mind mm. the snake because that seems normal to be afraid of snakes, and I was supposed to be. At no point did I feel fully welcome into this bug environment. What about the rats? Because that was always the moment I didn't oh, like. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, like don't, that either. I just that was that was supposed to be scary so like the parts that are scary and it's tough to be a bug it's like yes i know i should be scared of this but then never feeling comfortable around so you're not you're not buying it you're not buying the whole premise where it's like you know bugs are cool like be nicer to bugs you're like no that's fine. I mean, the bugs outside, that's great. And I get that I was invited into <laughs> their home, but I would not be a Patreon of a bug <laughs> musical in general. You know, if I had right. a Saturday night, I would go to a basketball game. I would go to a concert yeah. of people. I wouldn't go You'd, to yeah. a bug musical. You'd go to a Wayne Zielinski open house. Absolutely. A like. million percent. <laughs> right. I would go to right. his keynote right. speech, but I would not... <laughs> Go sit in a room of bugs. And honestly, like, it, it, up until, I think, the stinger at the end, because when it pokes you in the back, I remember feeling stabbed. I like feeling personally violated. And so mm. to come into this bug world and be like, okay, maybe they are fine. What did you just do to me? And then... Uh, that was a betrayal. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> and that's good. This is important to As talk a 12-year-old, that just was not okay with me. And I feel like the stingers were much harsher back then, too. I think that's probably true. It was just not fun. And then there's bugs underneath your seat and you feel them crawling. Like they, if it was just on the stage, that's fine. But it felt like they were violating my personal space. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a really fair, a fair assessment for not liking it. And I think Mm -hmm. if anyone out there then adds on any general anxiety or like phobia about bugs, yeah, this would be pretty terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I get it. I get it. But I guess my challenge out there for everyone is like, pay attention to the, the details and the, you know, the comedy and Flick's butt. Flick's butt. It's so funny. Flick's butt. (laughs) 
Oh my god. As an older woman, maybe I can objectify an aunt now. <laughs> Back as a kid, I couldn't quite I didn't quite know what that meant. Yeah. And that hopper that, is scary. Well, let's let's go there. Let's uh, talk about that the is hopper. My favorite moment. Take it Ugh. away. So, okay, so if you if you've seen the show or if you haven't, like we're going through all these little fun acts, things are happening, like you're kind of having a fun time, but also like Weevil Knievel's being a little turd brat yeah and then out of nowhere like it's like this like dramatic moment of like the loud i don't know it's like is it music or just a noise or something and like freaking hopper just comes out of nowhere this giant grasshopper overlooking everyone and like he comes in to crash this party like he's like very upset about what's going on that we're trying like the bugs are trying to make us you know want to be friends with them and he's basically here to say like no humans are terrible and they kill us and you know we shouldn't we shouldn't be friends with them and so then like he he shows his little he's got somehow he had a powerpoint presentation ready and he shows like <laughs> clips from these crazy bee B movies from back in the day of like these giant bugs and how we as humans portray these bugs to be nasty creatures and like he's just trying to prove his point that like bugs and humans should never be friends well and like a true fascist he comes prepared with bits of truth and then (laughs) right but exaggerates them to get his way so yeah and then he also brings some friends with him along with some great theatrical elements uh, including fog that stays on the ground yep. and overwhelms you if you're in the front row. It's supposed to be poison. <laughs> it's a, well, yeah. and that is scary. It's supposed to be like, yeah, like toxic I gas. And I'm getting poisoned. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool effect of like this giant like bug spray bottle coming up to the top and then all of a sudden this just massive amount of poison spray c- coming out and it's like it comes from the gra- like the ground and the, the ceiling and like you just can't see anything. And then of course, then he's like, "Bring on the cavalry!" And he brings out the the is it the spiders first? Well, yeah, he's like he it's um it is like it's a full on attack. It's like he's yeah. like, black widow spiders jump and they're yes. supposed to be like jumping out from the ceiling. And they, if you've ever seen a glimpse of those. Up they close. Are, they are actually yeah. pretty terrifying. Thank That's you. the one part that always scared me. Those black widow spiders. Yeah. Because they come very close to you, actually. Yeah. And depending on where you're sitting, and you never really know because you don't remember where these things are, there could be one right above your head. And yes. it is terrifying. Um, and then that's also where he's like, um, this is the first, this is when what Cheryl keeps talking about, when the, the, a hornet actually Stings oh, the, yeah, you hornets, yeah, Sting, the, back the stingers of mm-hmm. your bench, yeah, the little stinger comes out, and it's so funny to again, I've been through this attraction a lot of times, and the the uh, crowd or audience reaction, you could set your watch by it, mm-hmm. right? Just the the reaction of everybody when the hornet comes out, it's like whoa, <laughs> it's that exact <laughs> noise yeah. from like four hundred yeah. people. It's crazy um, and it's the chaos that's happening at that moment because people are screaming because it got dark people are screaming because of yes. the fog people are screaming they're because trying of the to get spiders up and leave. from the ceiling yeah. yeah kids are losing their mind 
things are poking you in the back. Everybody screams at the it's same chaos. time. And you it find is this enjoyable? literally chaos. <laughs> I know. It sounds crazy, but I do. So but it me, is fun. I'm going to take it's so this clever. long trail into this tree stump, and then I'm going to be surrounded by the most terrifying bugs that are bigger <laughs> than me, and I'm going I to mean, enjoy it. Claire de Room is not very terrifying. <laughs> right, right. She's Darlene. She's yes. Darlene. Oh, God. One out of a yeah. hundred. It is definitely, I mean, it is, a, I'm not going to lie. It is a scary part of the show. It is scary, but it doesn't but last very long. No, and it's really what makes it so much fun, in my opinion. Like, it's just a fun thing that, like, happens really fast. It's a. It's an overwhelming uh, event that happens to like every sense in your body that you just don't even know what the hell's going on and then it's over <laughs> it's over as soon as it gets started so hopper comes back on the scene and he's like i'm gonna kill you like he's pretty nasty and then all of a sudden from off screen like a lizard tongue starts mm-hmm. grabbing at him scary. yep and then he's gone and then he's and gone then- we have our finale number. Yep, and then Flick, adorable little Flick, cues the, um, the grant the big musical finale, which is my favorite part because the lyrics are very funny. <laughs> it's such a great song, and um, you'll be singing it for a while after you leave the show. It's, it's so fun, so cute. And my and my actual favorite part is that basically my advice is keep your eye on Flick the whole movie because he just <laughs> he's doing he's doing such cute things and at the beginning of this musical number he like does this hilarious little like elbow dance off screen like to oh, exit yeah, the yeah, stage yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so cute it I you know what if you keep your eye on Flick you will enjoy this attraction that's I promise true you. that's, that's very what true. I've been doing wrong all these years keep your eye on that big old booty Took my eye off Flick man. that's right Okay, real quick, because I want to make sure that, like, because I know it's a scary time. There's a lot of things happening. But remember, like, one, everything's fake, okay? Like, it's not real poison. Right. It's just, you know, it's fog. It's just an effect. Um, The spiders are obviously not real, even though they scare the hell out of me, too. Um, The hornets that are (laughs) stinging you in the back, I mean, spoiler alert, it is just a hose, like a rubber hose what? that sticks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's funny when you mentioned earlier that like it felt like it used to be like more stiff in the like back in the day. Yeah. I imagine like it probably was like because it was probably a new like depending on where you sit yeah. and depending on when they replace that tube, you may have a stiffer tube or you may have one that's been there for a while. But it, I mean, that's literally all it is. Just a little rubber piece of tubing that just pops out and then pokes you. And just like don't maybe don't lean back. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, you can just lean forward. So I can sit on the edge of my seat the entire show. Yeah, enjoy the air conditioning for a couple minutes. There's not a lot of air conditioning in Animal Kingdom, so (laughs) take advantage of it. Yeah, for sure. That is true. Well, you can. Um, And also Hopper. I just want to talk about him for a second because what an amazing animatronic he's amazing he what if you watch him if you have the opportunity to sit close enough to him you actually see him like unfold as Mm -hmm. he rises up he doesn't just like pop up it's like a pop up unfold and it's quite impressive his movements are very flute well most of the time they're very smooth yeah yeah sometimes sometimes he has like the stanky leg and his (laughs) right 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 his one leg like pops Mm. and rolls around (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy. And 
with him being obviously as technologically advanced as he is, obviously there's issues that happen there. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes if you've seen the show, you may have noticed that maybe Hopper doesn't move around or maybe he doesn't even show up at all and you just hear his voice. Which is um, potentially scarier. It could be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But there's obviously things that they can do to get around, especially when you have such an uh, advanced animatronic that is kind of a big part of the show. Typically, they'll have some options to get around that if something maybe isn't working right that they can't fix in a timely manner. Interesting. Yeah. Still not a big fan of it. (laughs) Although I will, I am interested to see it now with good old Flex Booty. I think that'll be an interesting time. Yeah, there you go. There's a new way to, to tackle it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, since we've, we've kind of talked about the show, we've gone through all that, I do want to, like, I found some fun, like, there were some things that I already knew about the show and then some things that I kind of looked up because I've, I, I just, even the show itself is just kind of a cool thing with all these characters that we kind of never see again in the, the Bugs Life universe. Um, and I was really shocked to find some of the names that were attached to these characters in this particular attraction. So Flick, which that didn't change, Dave Foley, who, who we mentioned earlier and Cheryl loves so much. So um, Dave Foley is the voice of Flick in the attraction and also the voice of um, Flick in the movie. Uh, and Dave Foley, like I said earlier, is from News Radio, Kids in the Hall. If you look him up and see his face, you've probably seen him in something. He's, yes. he's been around for a long time. He has that face. Yes. And then Chili, the tarantula, most people recognize this one right away, which is Cheech, Cheech Marin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then this one I didn't know, the termite tour, because he doesn't say a lot. It's no. just a very quick little thing. But that's French Stewart who really yeah so he if you don't know who that is he's from third rock from the sun again somebody who's done i think now more recently if you watch mom he's the chef for mom um but he's that that guy from the show that always squinted his eyes and talked with a really weird voice and then uh what was the other one oh um weevil knievel that little sly bugger was uh, voiced by Jason Alexander, who we oh know from Seinfeld. That's yeah. hilarious. That's a good one. Yeah. These pretzels it's... are making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Kramer. The... <laughs> um, and then we talked about the dung beetles, those guys that are, you know, playing with poo. This one blew my mind. It's voiced by uh, a voiceover guy named Tom Kenny who some of you may already know who I'm talking about, but he's the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Crazy. From dung beetles to a top right? sponge. Right? Yeah. I thought that up. was so freaking cool. That's great. Um, and then Hopper, unfortunately, Kevin Spacey wasn't available. So no, fortunately. Well, that's, fortunately. yeah, sorry. Yeah, and at the time, but now a whole different yeah. ball game with him. <laughs> But yeah, so he didn't voice it. So they used another guy named Andrew Stanton, mm, who oh. I looked him up, and he's been like a director, a producer, a writer for a ton of Pixar movies. Okay, Andy. So like Go random, Andy. yeah. 
And then the last one I looked up was the announcer, because there's a very nice voice that talks to you before like the show starts as you come in. And that was voiced by a guy named Corey Burton, who, to my surprise, is the voice of Dale from Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And Ludwig von Drake, whenever he would show up yes. in, like, the old DuckTales or any of Woo. the cartoons that were in that time. <laughs> uh, he was also the voice of Gruffy Gummy from the Gummy Bears. Okay. You oh, lost me there. Bears. I don't remember that. I didn't watch Gummy Bears either. They bounced here, there, and <laughs> And he was also, this was my personal favorite, the narrator for any of the how-to segments that they showed in Goof Troop, which I'm, like, Goofy's number one fan, and I loved that show, watching it as a kid. Um, so, yeah, and if you, like, look him up on IMDb, you'll see that he's been a voice for pretty much, like, everything in the world. Um, and he'll be back in 2020 for the role of Dale because Chip and Dale is returning in 2020 to I'm assuming Disney Plus when it uh, comes out yeah gosh I'm so excited about that so that's my like I just I was amazed at all these names that were attached to a show that it's not even like any like what only one of them made it to the actual movie which was Flick (laughs) right you know, and all these other people, they just got brought in and used for this little show. A and total all-star cast. Immortalized in hey, Disney's Animal French Kingdom. Stewart. Yeah, this is some pretty impressive talent Yeah, here. it's pretty cool. Does that change your mind at all, Cheryl? Oh, no. <laughs> I will only go if you are like, let's pop into this joint. And I'll be like, well, of course, I'm not going to deny you happiness. Well, I will because I love it so much. Nine times out of ten if someone's like, oh, we gotta go in here I'll be like, guys, I gotta go to Starbucks or the bathroom. I'll meet you at the exit. (laughs) (laughs) So the very little last piece of the show, though, here is um, probably something Cheryl hates, but basically that (laughs) that announcer comes back on and is like, um, oh, you know, out of respect for bugs, because we all like bugs now. That's not, this is not the literal script, because that would be terrible. Again, I would be fired so quickly from my writing <laughs> job at Disney. Is basically um, like a voice that comes on that's like, says like, um, okay, let all the bugs out first, because you guys are all humans. And so then you hear these little voices that are like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And then cue the human screaming because then similarly to the hornet stinging you there's like a little roller on the seats that makes it feel like there's butts going butts there's bugs going underneath your, there's butts going <laughs> there's butts there's butts on butts um bugs going <laughs> kind of crawling underneath your butt and again the whole theater like clockwork is like <laughs> and then doors open and you can leave you should deposit your bug eyes in the trash they're not they look like trash cans and the cans outside please don't put your trash in there listen if you want to be a great guest wait is that what we're saying it'd be yeah be a good be, guest. A, good be guest. a good guest do not throw any trash in those bins because there is Especially some liquids yes there is a cast member who is going to have to collect those bags of glasses and the last thing they want to do is pull your trash out of there or have to deal with a wet spill and also if you have to vomit after the show don't do it in those cans. Ew. That's happened. Oh, gross. Well, and also, like, um, I think uh, maybe maybe a lot of Disney's fans don't know this, but, like, those 
those are not disposable glasses, even though it looks like you're throwing them into a trash can. Those are right. going to a being collected, like you said, by a cast member and mm-hmm. being um, like sorted and stacked and sent off to be cleaned. All those glasses get sanitized. So, um, yeah. And it's a process too. Like, it's not just a cast member sitting in the back, like <laughs> using a towel and wiping the glasses off. Ew, like, gross. there's these. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool disinfectant like, wipe. <laughs> right. I mean, it can happen. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool like process of taking them to this facility that's on property, and they go through a whole like basically like washing machine process uh, with soap and water and drying and. Then they have to get all stacked back up again and brought back to give to you so you can enjoy the show. Yeah. Yeah. So don't throw your slushie in the glasses bin. Please no. Please no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you needed to be like the kid that's like, sorry. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. And so that's, is that the end of the show? That's how it's tough to be a bug. Yeah. We hope you all learned. Yeah. And then usually you'll walk out and you'll see, like, the kids that are crying from Mm -hmm. they left early, you know. The Cheryls that are crying. (laughs) The 32-year-old Cheryls that are crying. (laughs) Right. I think think Flick leaves us with the little um, line that magnifying glasses are for looking at little things, not for burning little things. That's right. Which is kind of dark. This is a valid point, but it is very hard. Yeah, a little bit. Because if yeah. a kid didn't know about that... You can do what with a magnifying glass? Now they do. Yeah. Yeah. So they have It's Tough to Be a Bug in the Tree of Life, but they used to have It's Tough to Be a Bug in just a box theater out in California. What was it called? And I had It's Tough to Be a Bug. They had the exact same attraction out in Disneyland's California Adventure. No, but what was the theater? You was the theater called something? <laughs> oh, I just called it a box theater. Oh. It was not as themed or beautiful. Oh no, as, no, no. Yeah. It was basically like a big, looked like a big soundstage building, like well, just a big. I think warehouse. the Tree of Life adds to the entire experience. So I can imagine if that was missing, this I might get knocked down a couple notches on my on likability. Yeah, right. Yeah. So in Disney's California Adventure, it's a Bugs Land was an entire area which opened February 8th of 2001, so way after 1998. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean three years. <laughs> way. <laughs> way. But then, um, as we all know, uh, Bugs Land just closed in March of 19, March 19th of 2018 to make way for Marvel, unnamed Spider-Man ride, Marvel stuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to take this moment to grieve with my fellow listeners yeah. who were sad to see the passing of Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. Yeah. Heimlich's Choo Choo Should Train. Should we? Yeah, maybe we take a moment of silence for Heimlich's yes. yeah. Choo Choo Train. Choo, and and it, I want to be clear, you can't. Where this isn't written down, but it's the Chew Chew Train. Yeah, as like in chewing. C H E W Chew. Like chewing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is darling. That is darling. It, if you if you didn't, I I want to apologize to anyone who did not ever get to ride that attraction because it was my favorite attraction at Disney's California Adventure. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's how far I'm going to put that up there. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I respect that. I honor. I hear you. I honor you. Um, 
I can't agree, but I know <laughs> I know what you're saying, and it it sounds real. I I feel like we're sounding like kind of dramatic, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, it truly was like it's joy joyful. It was a oh, joyful yeah. experience. Yeah. Yep. It was described on Disney's Parks website as crawl through a garden in search of tasty treats on a toothy tour with an ever talkative Heimlich. Hoppy does talk to you the whole time. Top the whole time. Hop on top a giant caterpillar and take off on a journey through a food-filled garden. As the hilarious Heimlich winds through the grass, he devours one snack after another. Smell each scrumptious morsel as he chomps through every delectable tidbit. Watermelon, carrots, candy corn, and more. Candy corn? (laughs) (laughs) He's not particularly choosy about what he likes to eat, and his belly seems bottomless. Oh, he's so cute. (laughs) It was the best. It was so cute, and it was so funny because he's trying to, like, promote healthy eating. So he's like, oh, this, you know, carrot or this apple. And then, like... Watermelon. The sweets show up, (laughs) and he's, like, losing his mind. It's so cute. Just like we all do, like, when we see sweets. And it was so sad to go. The message that you was supposed to be taught, and it's tough to be a bug. I understand, but I was so horrified. (laughs) But I learned that message in A Bug's Land over in California. Interesting. Interesting. It finally stuck. Interestingly enough, so A Bug's Land was basically overrun with characters from the movie. Like, almost Mm -hmm. every character was represented um, with an attraction in A Bug's Land. Yes, they had uh, what Flicks flyers mm-hmm. and Which... Francis's ladybug boogie. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was cute. And the uh, like the dung beetles did like they were like bumper cars, right? Yes, mm-hmm. not dung beetles. They were Most... called something else. It was oh, it was perfect. the the right the little like little like twin characters. Yeah, they were like what the were little act. Now? What were those? Were um. It's oh like right God, on the tip remember. of my tongue here. Yeah. Tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. Buggy. Yes. Yeah. Well, what animal were they? Like little. Uh, yeah. What were they? they? Were like a bug. A straight up bug. Just a bug. Just buggy. Are they like roly polies? That's what I was just gonna say. Roly polies. No. They're not. Right, that's, that's what I used to call them. Oh man. Uh, what oh, I here know? we go. I know they nothing. They are. I found it. They're called Hungarian twin pill bugs. Pill bugs. Gross. Yeah, yeah. That's. Which doesn't roll off the tongue as easy as uh, roly-polies. Roly-polies. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Princess Dot had a little, like, splash pad area. Princess Dot, by the way, what a cute oh, yeah. character. Yeah. So cute. Hayden Penetier. You remember? Do you guys remember when A Bug's Life was released on VHS and you could choose which cover you wanted? Like, with all Wait, the characters? What? I didn't know that. I may have made this up. Um, oh. <laughs> but I think I remember that's a memory of mine. Um, and I picked, I picked the dot one cause she was my favorite. Cause I think I wasn't like into, into bugs yet sexually. So, <laughs> oh, not yet. Yeah. You hadn't discovered those feelings I hadn't yet. Discovered feelings you for animated enough, bugs. Honestly, right. Yeah. Right. Same. That came but, soon after. <laughs> to talk about the Seinfeld reference. So Jason Alexander was in, it's tough to be a bug princess or queen ada whoever her her name is voiced by julia louis Dreyfus. yes that's right one miss elaine bennis that's amazing Whoa, and then jerry seinfeld was a bee 
Yeah, it's it, it's yeah, crazy. They had a weird people... couple years there, didn't they? <laughs> right. They have that bug connection. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It was. It's crazy to like look at all the voices that were in the movie. Um, and uh, where was I going with that? Oh, so a, a fun little story, real quick, that I'm going to share. I went through today. I went through a range of emotions as I learned more about Heimlich because he is my favorite. Uh, everything in life. And I I started to look up like, okay, so, you know, who did the voice of Heimlich? Because I've never even thought about who this might be. I just assumed it was some like German guy or <laughs> something. And I found out that it was, he was voiced by this guy named John Ranft, <clears throat> who he actually was a huge story writer for Disney slash Pixar. So he started, I guess, back when like, it was like, Little Mermaid slash Oliver and Company, like those. So he started then and then kept going with Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King. And then I guess he made the change over to Pixar and was just a, a major story writer and was and specialized in like the storyboards. So he would be, be the guy that would kind of present the storyboard art to, you know, whoever it was that they were trying to show this story to for the movie. So that happened through, like, Toy Story, A Bug's Life, obviously, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., and Cars. Um, But where the Bug's Life thing kind (laughs) of happened was, I guess, when he would do these storyboards, he would get very into character for all the characters. And so when they would get to the part about Heimlich, he's using this voice that we've heard as Heimlich's voice. And so it was determined that, like, oh, that we want him to do Heimlich's voice. And so he did it. He got pulled in to do the voice of Heimlich that we all love and cherish. Um, and so digging a little deeper, I found out that he was also used as the voice of Wheezy from Toy Story. Ooh, the penguin? Yeah. Yeah, he voiced him, did, whole, did, did that whole thing. And then also, if you remember in Finding Nemo, the little French shrimp named Jacques. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. I love that. He did that voice as well. So it's like, all these little fun side characters that I love. I'm they're sure like, a lot of people yeah, love. Yeah, they're like scene stealers, actually. Yeah, and he did all those voices for those characters. It was so cute. So I learned this, and I was like, this is great. And then I learned that I found this great YouTube video. If you search on uh, YouTube for this video about John Ranch, it's like 12 minutes long, and you're going to fall in love with him just like I did. But he... Uh, he studied at Groundlings here in L.A., which if you are not familiar with Groundlings, it's a very popular improv school, but they base um, – they do a lot of character work. So you come up with these, like, weird characters, and then you perform them on stage. So that's what he did. He loved doing that. And he had this particular character where he would put these – I call them, like, hillbilly teeth, you know, where it's, like, a tooth and a missing tooth and another one yeah. that's, like, jagged off to the side and stuff. So he would put that in his mouth and immediately he would become this character that would like joke around with everybody. This like hillbilly type character. And I found out watching the video, John Lasseter, who I guess we shouldn't talk about anymore. um, He was mentioning that that's actually where they got the basis for Mater from the movie Cars. Like that's where that character came from. So... I go through all this stuff. I learn about this guy. I'm now like, this is this man has been put on a pedestal for me because of his work. Everybody that talks about him in the video loves him. 
And then I find out that he died in no. 2005. He was no. a, yeah, he was in a car crash. Oh my god. And died at a very young age. I think he was like 40 something maybe. Wife and two kids. And I I've never in one day gone through so many emotions and then grieving by the end of it because this poor man, you know, has oh, gone. And all the great work that he contributed to so many things that we love uh, from Disney and Pixar. Oh, that's now, very tragic. The one great smiley thing at the end that happened was, so Heimlich's choo-choo train went away, right? But they took the ride vehicle, like the the, bit, the one in the front with his character on it, and they put it over in the Pixar headquarters in memory of this guy, Joe Ranft. That's, yeah, that's very nice. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad about this, too, because, you know, A Bug's Land just closed. It's tough to be a bug, everything out in Disney's California Adventure. But the one Bug's Life thing that they still have there is Heimlich is in a world of color. Yes. Oh, wow. That's so good. great. So good. Wait, Keep what does he do in world of color? I kind of remember oh, this. I have never seen it. Oh, <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. That's right. That's right. Cheryl. I kind of remember this. Doesn't he kind of like interrupt the show at some point? Or something like that. I believe it. Hmm. Okay. Well, like I said, I we really I really need to get a trip to Disneyland um, on the calendar. Because we are severely under-reporting on Disneyland. I know, right? So the Flix, Flix Flyers um, was a very basic, like kind of, a, this is, um, I guess we should say, A Bug's Land was definitely an area that was catered or aimed towards smaller children. You watch your mouth. Or, or younger <laughs> men. Um, <laughs> in their... The latter part of their 20s. <laughs> um, oh. It was for every... All right, fine. A Bugs Land was for everyone. No, I, I agree. It was for kids. It had but... rides that had very little to no height restrictions, meaning the whole family couldn't join them together. I guess that's a more Disney way of putting it. Um, and Flix Flyers was a really basic, like... And with smaller kid rides, sometimes you get a little bit more basic ride structures that are usually more themed and a Disney park more themed version of sometimes more basic carnival type rides basically um Flix Flyers also got a new life we were talking about Heim- the Heimlich train got mm-hmm. was moved so Flix Flix Flyers was rethemed reskinned to be the emotional whirlwind ride mm-hmm. um that they moved then over to Pixar Pier and that's themed to Inside Out which is I think actually my favorite Pixar movie. It's a great one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they they did an awesome job on that theming. Yeah, I, I I walked by it when I was there like a month ago or so, and they have like every character out there, uh, and and they are each like each of the emotions are kind of shown in because like if you think like there because there is a height stick there, but it doesn't matter what height you are. Oh, that's but adorable. But they put one there, and they have the like fear. Like, you know, holding it up, but he's, like, super scared because of the height, you know, like, something like that. So each of them have, like, a cool little thing that's related to their emotion that they represent. It's really – they did a great job with it. I like that. And the ride itself is very basic. It's um, 
just looks like little like buckets basically that <laughs> you know you can just fly around in a circle for a couple minutes it's very basic but but cute and i thought flex flyers was kind of cute too um didn't they use like like uh was it like a, i don't was it animal cracker box animal, and a I was chinese like, yes, takeout thing yes i was um, stuff like that yeah like little it looked like it was made of yeah trash basically right right yeah um, but you know <laughs> that a bug would use trash? for fun things <laughs> trash oh um, and then there was the choo choo train and the let's okay let's it's heimlich's choo choo train okay mm-hmm. don't just breeze by that train Chew, a chew, a train. Disrespect. You hear those W's? <laughs> chew. Um, mm. And then the bumper cars, which was the pill bugs. What were the they? Hungarian. rolls, drive them buggy. Yeah, there you go. Which was bumper cars. And I actually have some yes. video footage of Ashby on those that <laughs> I will post to <laughs> Instagram uh, shortly. That's great. And then Francis's ladybug boogie. I love her. Francis is such a good character. Such a great Dennis O'Leary. Dennis Leary? Yeah. It. Yeah. It's great. And that was what was kind of the structure of that? It was kind of like a like spinny type ride. Was it trackless? No. Uh, no. No. It was wasn't it like it, oh, I don't really Like know. is it basically teacups? Is that what that ride basically was as far basically, as Basically, however, guests were unable to spin their own vehicles. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, like the teacup ride um but it was set to jazz music which is awesome mm-hmm. yes and funny a good old time and then yeah a little splash pad for for dot um and then dot puddle park similar and this you guys can help me with this my memory is um telling me that it was similar to like honey i sh- like the honey i shrunk the kids playground where it's like tall blades yes. of grass and stuff oh, i remember yeah. it being yeah, kind of yeah. shady and mm-hmm. um yes. the theming was was cool. I mean, it looks. Yes. It looked like you were in a backyard way more than it looks like you're in a backyard in Toy Story Land, if I may say so. Absolutely, and it provided the shade that you wished. You desperately, you desperately <laughs> right. wish. Give it, give it like ten years, guys. You'll get the shade you right. want. Right? No, that's true. That's true. But like, it's not like Disney hadn't built tall grades of blades of grass before. It wasn't like that. Right. They, right. Yeah, they, they didn't know how to do that. From Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Playground. Yeah, they could have done that in one Gosh. one night. Right. Yep. Swoop. It's not even a new park. Swoop. They could have just but pranced them right in front of the Chinese theater. Which was a delightful part part of the park and if you got to go to it, then I feel like you felt lucky. But I'm also okay with it having been closed cuz I'm about the Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, so what do we know about Marvel? Nothing. 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 It's top secret. Yeah. They really haven't released much of anything. Well, they said there's going to be a, a, um, what's the main guy's, an Iron Man? No, Iron a Man, Spider, yeah. wait, no, a Spider-Man Spider attraction. Man. And then an Avengers thing into Wakanda, right? Ooh, and a Ant-Man microbrewery. That is Ooh. random, right? No. Ant-Man number one. Perfect. Well, microbrewery, hilarious. Well, okay, so I, I guess I just—is there a joke there? Because <laughs> the microbrewery because, part is weird. Is it because the word micro is in it? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Because Ant-Man shrinks into the size of nothing. But does Ant-Man like <laughs> beer particularly? Like, is it is the theme sure. like, he's like, I'm opening a brewery because I'm Ant-Man. Probably. It's Paul Rudd. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it fits his character. That Molly, I think you're thinking too hard about it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, well, they actually have released more information than I thought they had. Yeah, where have you guys have been paying attention? A, I, I guess I haven't. I didn't see an announcement, or maybe it just got mixed in with all the D twenty three stuff, and I, I just think lost. It did. Yeah, because yeah, the Spider Man ride, and then there's the announcement of the web, which is the worldwide engineering brigade that has to do with this whole Spider Man ride. What will the world do when it has two Spider Man attractions at the same time? Implode. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess it's coming. Zombies coming. What Next a, year. What a time to be alive, you know? Wow. Uh, so let us know. Do you love or hate It's Stuff to Be a Bug? Were you scared as a child? Or do you have fond memories of it? Are you and team Ashby and Molly or team Cheryl? Team Cheryl. And if you have <laughs> pictures of yourself in your Eugene Levy glasses, we would love to see them. Yes. Oh, please share that. them. To tag our Instagram, it's podcast.u.r.all.clear. So Boom. many Super dots. So simple. Literally. It's real simple. <laughs> Where a space should be, put a dot, exactly. and you will find it. <laughs> we also have an email address that is podcastyourallclear at gmail.com. Yeah, so let us know what you want to hear about. What did you like? What did you not like? It would be nice because like, we're humans, not bugs. It's that is true. It's tough Don't spray to us be a with host. your poison. <laughs> it's tough to be a podcast person. <laughs> we don't have the people management skills like some other Right. Oh. We, are, we are severely lacking people management skills. But oh rate, review, and subscribe if you're liking this podcast and share it with your friends. Oh, and this episode was sponsored by Raid. <laughs> <laughs> not but here's the deal if a bug is in your house sure if it's outside leave it be <laughs> and in the wise uh, worlds of genie be yourself yeah <laughs> oh gosh all right goodbye 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 great love it <laughs>